Hey guys, and welcome back to Facing a Pandemic, The Forgotten Arts with me, Verity Wishart. In this podcast, we delve into how those within the arts industry have tackled the challenges the pandemic has faced them with. For this week's guest, lockdown made her an online musical theatre sensation, with her videos being shared and celebrated online by some of the biggest names in the musical theatre industry. It's the one and only Kira Brunton. Kira spoke to me about the importance of looking after ourselves, as well as being able to let go of our imperfections. She has proved that lockdown is the best time to throw yourself in the deep end, let go of your insecurities, and use this time to hone your craft and focus on yourself. I hope you enjoy the episode. First of all, let's take it back to how and where did you fall in love with musical theatre in the first place and how did that sort of navigate itself to become your career? So for me, performing was always going to be what I was going to do, whether it was dance or I found musical theatre a little bit later. It was when I was 12, maybe I did like a local production of Footloose. (laughs) I saw it advertised and I thought, let's go for it because I'd always loved movie musicals. Me and my mum loved growing up, like Hairspray was our like most favourite thing ever. So the college which I went to in Milldale, they have a weekend school. I found the weekend school through like mutual friends and stuff. And then, so when I was 13, I found musical theatre properly and I was like, okay, I'm loving this. This is me. Yeah, I was never much of a singer or actor at that point, especially. Like my confidence was in dance and purely in dance, not in life, not in acting, not in singing. (laughs) That came later. Just when I'm dancing. Just when I'm dancing, I'm confident. But... I then went on to do the BTEC. I, I remember in the interview, they asked, oh, what do you want to do afterwards, after the BTEC? And I was like, well, my dream school would probably be like London Contemporary School of Dance because one of my teachers went there and there were all like these dance schools. Like I was still like in the dance world. But then I was like, well, I'd love to do musical theatre just so I had more avenues. It came to auditioning the next year of actual colleges and I did not even think twice about anything but musical theatre. It's obvious that you've got such a love for like the 40s, 50s kind of era. Where has that stemmed from? I believe that I've had a past life in, my last one was in the 40s around the era. I just resonate so strongly with it. Um, I don't talk about it normally that much, but that's kind of, I just feel so at home with it. And that's so interesting. As I got older, I think it was when I was 18, that's when I started dressing vintage, like fully. And it's one of those things where I think I saw a YouTuber dre- like properly dressing vintage and I became obsessed with her. And I was like, I want to do this mm. now. And once you get one outfit, then you're like, I want my whole wardrobe to be <laughs> vintage, but it takes so much time. But yeah, I just absolutely love it. And also it takes confidence, I think as well, because it, you know, it does put yourself out there. It takes that confidence yeah. to be like, I'm going to do something a bit different here, actually. Yeah, no matter what you're wearing, whether it's like, 50s or whether it's like a bin bag or something if you wear it with confidence everyone will be like oh it suits you so much it's one of those things absolutely it's all about self-confidence so obviously pre-pandemic so like March time last year were you still training yes so I'm a 2020 graduate oh my Um, goodness how was that then to sort of have that cut short well it's a real like bittersweet thing because I mean, at the start especially, it was very, very bitter. But now it's more sweet because we got cut halfway through our run of Little Shop of Horrors, which was our third year show. We got a week of shows and we had two weeks of a run. Um, We had a week of shows and then it ended on such a positive note, though, because of that, because we weren't sure what was happening. We just 
it still had in our heads. We were still doing the next week. It was like lovely show on Sunday. Let's recoup. We had like this coffee morning on the Monday, I remember. Apart from the two days after that where we had to hand in our costumes, that was the last happy time we had together. It was such a party. The day after, literally the day after it was announced that we were being cut short, everyone was being sent home and... I, it was absolutely devastating. So obviously lockdown hits, and I think for a lot of grads, speaking to grads in particular, the whole community that came alive online with choreographers and dancers and artists putting on classes for people, I think, did you find that to be a bit of a saving grace, especially at the, in the beginning? Completely. I mean, my college was amazing how, like the shows were announced that we were getting cut on the Tuesday. The following Tuesday, we had a full timetable of Zoom scheduled and everything for the next week. Wow, yeah. And then we had like three weeks off for Easter um, rather than two. But they were amazing how to set up that. But then for me, the day that we handed in our costumes, the last day that I saw anyone, I was literally, it felt like someone had died. That's, that was the atmosphere in college. Like, I didn't even want to go up to the factory where Audrey 2, the plant, was still up there. I was like, no, I can't. That evening, because I was so distraught from everything, like, because the world was literally just collapsing for everyone. So that evening, I decided, I don't know what, how and why I got the idea or anything I just started doing a series that I called Create 30 which is where I choreographed a different dance filmed it uploaded it online for every day for 30 days like completely different going on different things and I got all my friends involved in it (laughs) I loved it um but then it was the friends who rather than performing it was the friends who weren't performers in my swing group and they were doing like I mean there was some absolute hilarious stuff going on there which brought us all so much joy to do and it was such a it was a marathon to do for me because I was choreographing every day but that honestly within the space of what an hour for what it took me to do the first one maybe just to get ideas going and then film it and upload it Mm. the the difference in my mental like mentally it was incredible like I literally felt like me again after like the morning was absolute grieving the afternoon Mm. like still like that evening absolutely fine and then from then on I literally was like right I'm doing this I'm good and that that led me on to so many other things like I'm so grateful for that idea that I don't know how I got. <laughs> I just did it. It just and then, came from somewhere. And yeah. it just proves how, how important to creatives being creative is and having that opportunity to do so in whatever form that may be. But obviously for you, that was just that opportunity to keep going. And that's what was helping you throughout yeah. all of it, which is so impressive. So obviously the empty world has fallen in love with you. Like it's amazing how, you know, when you perform, I think it's there's something so amazing about seeing you just in your bedroom, but having so much passion and joy and like immersing yourself in the character so I just wanted to ask how was that because you know you had all of these amazing choreographers commenting on your work you literally went viral so how was that it was a bit crazy the first time (laughs) it was sorry I just spotted ladybird on the floor I lost it yesterday a ladybird appeared when I was (laughs) teaching like out of nowhere and the whole class were like the whole time we're just trying to find it and I've just spotted it it's just crawling on the floor anyway side note I'm very happy to hear that the ladybird's okay (laughs) it's fine um so the first time where my videos actually kind of got out there was it was day 26 of my create 30 and it was when I was doing rich man's frug and now that was the day where I was this close to saying sorry guys i'm having a break really like cannot go cannot keep going like for now i need a day off i was really struggling and i had a few of them and i mean this was day 26 like i was literally it is a marathon i think 
when it gets to the end, it's like, right, we've only got like one, let's do it or whatever. But because it was so close, but not quite there, it was honestly a struggle. And it was that one where I pushed through and it was my best one I'd done, like for certain, because it's those moments where you are really not feeling good and you push through the blocks and you get your best stuff. Like it's crazy. So everyone was replying to my videos on Instagram and on my story, like my friends and stuff and on Twitter. And it would be like three likes per video at best, (laughs) like nothing. Um, And I had just a thread of everything and it got to day 26 and just past teachers who had taught me at college were sharing it out like Matthew Rowland shared it out he's incredible and like and Jordan Cunningham everyone was sharing it and tagging these performers and suddenly it just got out there and I was like oh my gosh my phone was going crazy it was like incredible and they would be tagging like Stephen May who like we know each other well now and the amount of times like people would tag Stephen in my video I was like he's gonna be sick of like people tagging me but the one which really got me was when I did Robbie McMillan's class for the first time and I just finished my dissertation like the day before or something. I like because I was like, once the college work is out of the way, then I can do his classes. And I just done my vocal reel that day, so I had my makeup done, I had like an outfit on or something. I was like, let's just give it a go. I did it, and I did not think anything of it when I was filming it. I was like, oh my gosh, I know I can do this better. I cannot get a good take. Like I, I'm so like in my head about like. It needs to be this or like, I know I can do this better. I'm so bad for that. Um, but then because of Create 30, like I was posting videos, which I knew weren't perfect and it was getting used to create posting imperfection. And because of that, I was like, right, I'm just going to post it and not thinking anything of it. And then I remember posting it only on inst- Instagram on my story because I didn't post anything that wasn't my choreography originally on Twitter. So I didn't do it on Twitter. I did it on my Insta story and Robbie, because he was in Australia, so his time was like flipped over from us. Mm. And I saw that he'd seen it and I was like, he's seen it, but he hasn't replied. Oh, for some reason, I was like, I'm just going to post it on Twitter just to see if he can see it on there and actually reply. Because I didn't even think that he was asleep when that happened. And I am so glad I did that, that because I'd been such a fan of his for so long. So I posted it on Twitter and it blew up, absolutely blew up. And that was out of all of my videos I've done. That is the one that has got the furthest. It's on like just over a thousand likes or something like that. It's on like 30k views or something like that is literally like for me I, my video's got three people liking it on a good day <laughs> and now look <laughs> at you like my phone. it's just amazing though what literally. an amazing platform social media is and also it must have be a little bit bizarre in a way that you've like you say you've met all these creatives virtually but it's like yeah. I'm still in my bedroom like there's something about that isn't it you've you know networked yeah. with all these people but like only maybe seen a few of them face to face and been in a room creatively with them I know because I'm very lucky that I had this incredible opportunity to do the chorus line reimagined like project Taylor Walker's Mm, project that was fantastic because honestly that is one of my favorite most cherished memories those rehearsal processes especially the rehearsal with Jay McMurtry and Matt Cole like honestly that the vibe in that room was just absolutely like nothing else it was because we were creating again it was just like up there and it was like fast paced like kindly and everyone was just loving it living for it and 
Yeah, like, because I'd been doing Jane's classes online for... Because I'm very thankful that Magnetic Studios has become a thing because that's what's connected me to all these people, to Robbie, to Jane, to Joe, to, like... Um, and plus more like there's literally so many network. and I'm so close with like some of them especially now I'm like this is incredible but yeah doing that mm. whole thing because I got to meet them in real life and I literally was like I feel like I'm at college that's how at home I felt in that rehearsal with Jane and Matt I literally was like I feel like just mm. because I've known them for so long and to see Stephen Meir in the like in the flesh for the first time I literally was like I didn't talk to him the first rehearsal that he was there because (laughs) it was just one of those things overwhelming because I'm very socially yeah I'm very socially anxious as well like in terms of I will keep to Mm. myself but in terms of new people I'm very like I will just keep to myself and be very professional as well especially in a rehearsal so yeah there were two rehearsals I had with him in the room the first one I had to catch up on what they'd learned the one before when it was just the boys in so I was already on right. a back foot like I've got to be on it like half the class know what it is already mm. I've got to learn feeling it feeling the pressure yeah. probably and then the yeah. next um like the next rehearsal he came up to me when I was stretching I was literally like on the floor like head down <laughs> doing whatever and he just came up to me and he was like I love I just have to say I love your videos and I was like Thank you so much. Like, it was an absolute... No words were coming out of my mouth. And luckily for me, my go-to, like, if... My, like, almost muscle memory phrases are thank you or I'm sorry. Like, in any life situation, I'm so British. <laughs> Thankfully, the thank you came out. <laughs> it would have been a bit weird the other way. <laughs> like, that was one of those, like, oh, my gosh, moments. And then... Because him and Robbie had been speaking to each other. And I was speaking to Robbie after that first rehearsal. And he was like, Stephen loves you. Like, it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then speaking to him the next day. Because, again, I didn't really properly speak to him. Even, like, on the filming day, he he's literally incredible. He was there filming it with us all dancing away. I was like, oh, my gosh. He's, inc- he's one of the yeah. most incredible humans and so kind-hearted. And mm. just the fact that I was... I was just sitting in that theatre when we were filming, like, oh, my gosh, how did I get here? Like, the fact that I was performing on a stage, because at college we have a, um, like, in-the-round, like, thrust stage and stuff, and I'd been used to that for the past five yeah. years because I did two years BTEC into three years diploma, which turned into a degree. Of course, yeah. So to be on a stage, like, properly, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. I'm not used to this. It was one of those pinching moments. Amazing, especially after, yeah, longing for yeah. it for so long as well. And like you say, it's just, it must have been such a pinch-me moment for you because it's all thanks to the wonders of technology yeah. and being able to share our work during this time that it's prob- it might have happened. You know, who knows what would have happened, how the journey would have gone otherwise. Literally. But um, And I also wanted to talk to you a bit more about your choreography because you know as dancers lots of there's lots of amazing dancers out there but not every dancer is a great choreographer so I wanted to talk to you about how you kind of discovered how you like to create your own choreography and how yeah how you sort of found that side of things yeah so I've been choreographing for many many years of my life so at my dance school we never did like competitions or festivals we weren't that type of dance school which I'm so thankful for because like it would have been so different if I was like competing and things like that so they'll be having choreography competitions like and I think I did two of them because whilst I was there I think I managed to do two It it wasn't very often it was every few years and the first one like I did like a tap solo with like I think it was like raindrops are falling on my head with a little like colourful umbrella <laughs> and that was like my first little dip and then the second choreography competition I did I did a contemporary solo 
But I mean, I'll be completely honest. I improvised most of it. <laughs> she's a great I, improviser. I this one. kind of did. Yeah, she's a great improviser, and she won, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So at my secondary school, we had. I was in like every single gym and dance club as like you could possibly be in because I was a gymnast as well growing up doing sports acro gym and tumbling so I've still got my tricks for my tumbling I know it helps for so it helps in auditions so much now it's got me a long way um yeah so I'd be choreographing for clubs when it came to year 10 and year 11 I did the street dance club for two years and then I I kind of lost touch with it for a little while and then when was it it was 2018 or something like that 2018 where I kind of new year's resolution of I'm going to choreograph and film and upload 12 dances, yeah. one per month. I was like, it's yeah. one per month. That'll be fine. I didn't really start it till May, so I had to catch up a little bit. But, yeah, but it kind of got me back into it and given myself that target of 12, which is achievable. I mean, recently I did 30 in 30 days. I That's mean, pretty good, months, yeah. 12, <laughs> uh, 12 months. Um, and it got me kind of back into it. And then... The next year, I was doing more, like, actual, properly filmed, like, as in, when I say properly filmed, it's my friend's A makeshift job. Outside and doing whatever. And then I love editing. I was then doing, so second year going into third year, I was known in the school as the one who choreographed these numbers, who would be getting people involved. And, like, the biggest one I did was doing America in for my side story in like the half term in November that was like the last kind of one I did because it then went into little shop which then it went into lockdown um but I was kind of known as that one then because by then I'd really got the confidence and like that was one of my favorite experiences because I was leading a room like I had about 14 15 dancers whatever and then I managed to like be asked to choreograph for the Mm. weekend school for their showcase and things like that and it kind of at that time, though, I was someone who liked to choreograph in their head. I choreographed probably Just about 80% of America in my head, like, on long journeys when I was on holiday in Canada. So I was mm. just, like, sitting in the back of the car on long journeys, like, eyes closed, in my head, yeah. properly setting it. Because you can achieve, like, anything in your head. And then, like, when it comes to, okay, I think that might work, then you've got to try and find it in reality. Like, how is that going to work in reality? But when it came to lockdown, doing Create 30... I was like, I need to get out of my head into my body to be able to choreograph on the spot. But it was one of those things where I was like, right, okay, I can actually choreograph in my body now. And after doing all of those 30 days, mm. now when it comes to choreographing wow. for like, if I'm doing an Insta Live class or a Zoom class or anything, mm. I have faith that like, yeah. even my Chicago you Overture one I did, that. I did about... 10% of that in like one night trying to get ideas and then I was teaching it on the Saturday like at 11am it got to Friday at like 8pm or something and I just whacked it all out within an hour and it was again that was like one of my best things that I've done but it was so last minute and it kind of had to be like I had to get it all sorted so it's given me the confidence of knowing I can literally do it like if I hadn't like, if I have, like, an hour before teaching and I've got to get get a quick routine together, I can do it. Like, even though I love choreographing all styles and everything, mm. it wasn't until after doing Robbie's classes where... Because I'd never really done any classes or choreography that was, like, properly old, an older style, which I yeah. adored, but I just yeah. didn't really know. It wasn't in my body because I'd never had the chance to do that. So because of that, I started then to then, like, develop what I call Kiki Jazz because my nickname's been Kiki grown up and by my family oh. and my friends. Um, and Ki means like 
using your full force energy in taekwondo or something like that so it's basically mm. using your full energy and kiki is like double the energy so i'm like especially for my choreography it works <laughs> that <laughs> whole full thing out energy i know we need full out she, they, they are full out but um i was then combining his kind of style and also the authentic jazz, which is in swing, which I'd been learning with Jive Swing, they're incredible. Also bits of Fosse, just general theatre jazz, and I kind of combined everything into one to create my own style, and mm. then I started doing Insta Lives and those styles. And I mean, the first few maybe weren't the greatest, but she's getting there, <laughs> she's getting there with developing. It's a journey. Absolutely, and I think also yeah. the amazing thing about choreography is everyone's got their own method. And then also it's always a collaboration of all of your favourite influences and I think that's so nice and that's how new styles come about because it is just a collaboration of all the great artists and choreographers out there coming together and that's how it sort of evolves which is really really nice to see and you can see that yeah. in, in people's work as well obviously um, lockdown has been such a roller coaster, and you've had so yeah. many positives that have come out of it have you ever had those days where you just feel like oh like just those real slumps in motivation how do you sort of motivate yourself on those days i mean that was yesterday for me i've had literally yesterday i've had so many days like that and especially i feel like even the lockdown one was so hard because it was a complete change i luckily had like flipping on my head because of choreography but i feel like lockdown three was the hardest for me and i know a lot of my friends as well because it's the third time we're going through this it's I'm treating yeah. this one as a proper lockdown because I, I, I was working in the second lockdown. I, I actually managed to get a job. I was out auditioning and things yeah, like that. Yeah, and it's just, it's tricky, Yeah, isn't and it? because for me, I had like opportunities well, like potentially like, presenting themselves there, but they were all kind of gone with a third lockdown mm. happening. And I wanted there to be a third lockdown because I was like, we need to get this sorted. But on those days, you kind of mm. just have to look after yourself in terms of like, if you don't want to get up and do something you don't have to get up and do something but at the same time if you know that if you by doing something you're going to feel instantly better then it's worth a try at least but then if you try it and you're like no that's fine like just clock out but I think Mm. it's just I've learned how to look after myself in this whole lockdown time and the lovely Raph at um, Applause for Thought she's been doing sessions on Magnetic Studios and from September the regular sessions from September till now honestly the progress I've made Mm. is incredible and it's just about knowing how to like fill your cup back up when it gets like empty but also to keep filling it up when it's say it's at like 80% whatever it's not like 40 or lower or anything you just like still got to keep on top of it but then when you do have those days it's okay Mm. acknowledge it just accept it because it's okay to feel like that we're all feeling like that and then absolutely I think with performers especially touching on some of the things you said earlier we are I think naturally perfectionists and also (laughs) it's all about giving 100% all the time and not allowing yourself to ever stop or ever have like just a moment to breathe and I think what we've all learned in this period is that we have to have those moments otherwise we will just work ourselves into overdrive exactly I'm someone who burns out like so easily especially whether that was in college I had so many burnouts and or out of college as in in lockdown when there shouldn't be anything going on I'm still burning myself out from doing like too many classes or too doing whatever yeah. going back to something which Raf said in one of those sessions it's about 
looking at yourself from human first, then performer second. And it was such like a mind like blown moment for a lot of us because mm. for me, performing and choreographing and teaching dance and stuff, that is my life. Like m- m- there is nothing else really apart from like, even things like sewing that's to do with still like in theatre and things like that theatre is my life like it's Mm. so for me separating the two it's so hard but when you kind of realize that and then you're like okay I'm a human being in lockdown that is a priority 100% getting this like going to this ballet class or anything like that like you have to really look after yourself and I still struggle with that yeah. yeah I think it is hard I think it's an ongoing struggle isn't it to give yourself that time and almost take the pressure off yourself sometimes and say it's okay yeah um, but on the similar kind of strain do you think obviously it's been such a tough year for everyone is there anything you've sort of learned as a result of the absolute roller coaster you've had over the last year maybe about yourself or anything at all moving forward trust just trust that is the biggest thing because whether it's trusting that you're going to get through this day can be something as simple as that you know that you're going to get through this day there's no way that you can't get through this day because you're going to go to sleep and you're going to wake I mean even if you're struggling to get to sleep you'll eventually get to sleep (laughs) you've got to trust that you will get to sleep you will wake up the next day the likelihood is you're going to get through each day like that is a guarantee and you've just got to trust that things are happening for the right reasons like for me my life kind of crashed down on me but I took I took it, flipped it on its head and created like probably one of the best years of my life. Like literally one of the best years of my life. And Mm. there's always going to be down moments, but there were so many good moments. And, but honestly, trusting. As long as you put the work in and I think you do always get rewarded. And I think it was, I, what you were saying earlier about sometimes just putting things out there, even if they're not perfect in your eyes, just trusting that actually we're all human and people aren't going to look at things and pick out the things you see. They're going to see it for what it is they see it as a first glance they don't know every single detail they don't know that you like fell off that pier I mean they probably will see that you (laughs) fell off the pyramid that's a little (laughs) bit much but they won't notice it Mm. like the amount of times I send like a certain amount of takes of like filming a number to a friend or something and they'll be like oh this one's better um it's quite hard to choose sometimes but this one's better and I'm like oh, do you not notice me falling off my pirouette in that one? She's like, oh, no, I didn't even realise. Like, it's the little details which you see. And then when you show someone else, they don't see the little details, they just see the big picture. And it's as long as you're... Because for me, like, when I dance, when I film, when I... Anything, I do it from a place of passion. And, like, I don't care if... I will always choose a take that has more, like, oomph, like, with it, rather than me, like... For being a perfectionist a technically yeah tri- triple pirouette i'm like if one of them's got something about it and one of them is technically perfect i will 100% go for the one that's got something Definitely. because it's so much more interesting you're posting imperfection letting everyone know who's following you that yeah you do fall off your pirouettes everyone does mm. like it's one of those things where we're all it's not worth posting perfection all the time because none of us are we're like it's like when i I will like post when I'm not feeling okay or like if I have to cancel a class I will be completely honest being like sorry today's class is cancelled I'm having a really bad anxious day or things like that it's posting the what's not like perfect about us but is human and real like just yeah getting that out there because yeah 
And I think it's so important, like you said as well, at the end of the day, we're storytelling. We're, yeah. you know, we're dancing in musical theatre and you could have the technically most sound performance, but it's people are watching it because they want to see the story. They want to see the character. Exactly. And so many people comment not necessarily on my dancing they comment on my energy and my performance and that's what grabs people in which makes people different because I feel like in today's world we're all very like get your leg up there hold it and do like four Mm. pirouettes into the splits into like anything we're breeding like the machine in the dance like in a dancer and it's not to say that it's bad or anything like they're incredible some of these little kids who are just doing anything but the ones who are really gonna like make it in a sense are the ones which bring a performance to it bring their soul into it like that's what you want to watch you don't want to watch someone who's just like doing everything perfectly you want to watch someone who's telling a story and drawing you in and we need more of that and some kids when you spot that in a little kid nowadays it's the most incredible thing because you're like wow you're gonna go far especially when they match the two like incredible body and incredible like so that is like wow I think it's difficult as well because I think some people are naturally it's innate like with you it's obvious that it's part of you it's it's easy you love to do that but I think for some people it is very it's hard to find yeah. that performance element when it's tricky for them but then lockdown has given us that, that incredible opportunity the amount of people who ask me about have you got any tips for performance or things like that I'm like Right now, we're doing things over a computer in our rooms at home where no one is watching us. And even when you're in a class, unless you've got like three people in the class maybe and your screens are quite big or anything in a normal class you're gonna like have a tiny screen and you're gonna be standing back from it the teacher's gonna be standing Mm. back for it i know when i teach i can't see people's faces from where i'm teaching it's kind of like a safe space to start trying things out start trying to push that boundary because it is a boundary for people Mm. and for me like i'm very lucky that performing and acting and storytelling that is what gets me through anything like that's what gets me through singing that's what gets me through like I mean I adore acting anyway I just never had the confidence growing up I'm starting to like in recent years and stuff like get the confidence but it's Mm. you've just you've got the time now and there's never gonna be a better time to make mistakes to look a fool and things like that because let's face it like no one's really watching you in that much detail unless they're like that close to the screen yeah. so this is a time to do that but like this is the best time to start breaking those boundaries because when we go back to in a studio you've got people around you and you can see everyone so clearly so if you use this time now to your advantage like this mm. honestly that's again another lockdown exactly. advantage we can start experimenting with things yeah and it's great it's a great time to hone your craft and so like you say so that when you move forward into the world you're like you've worked on these things you're bigger and better and it's those are the things that will drive you forward so looking forward to a 2021 maybe the second half when we're a little bit in a more of a normal world what what are your hopes and dreams for the rest of the year and beyond West End has always been my absolute like dream or just being in London. I'm not someone who likes travel too much. Right now in my life, I'm not ready to travel, but I love London so much with all my heart. Even if it's like off West End or something just around London, like that for me, I just want to be performing on a stage to an audience to a full mm. audience not to real life distance. people yeah real life people but also for me I adore like my 
my dream is that for in general the, in the film industry for movie musicals to come back and make mm. a real big impact which it is starting to like the prom was incredible and it was like a real oh, yes that amazing. is how you do it like rather mm. than some of the other ones which have come out recently or in the past few years some of them have been like yes incredible some of them not quite there and I think yeah we need to get that going again because that is what I grew up loving those things and I like still enjoy them now even the older ones obviously I adore like golden age of Hollywood like I've literally got pictures of like Sid Charisse up there and I've got Vera Ella in my idol up there and I feel like I want that to come back and my absolute dream would to be like a known featured dancer in those things or to even like be I want like someone to come back and be like the Fred and oh, Ginger absolutely. like to have we're missing that we don't have that at the and moment. I'd love to be that person get Kira, yeah. get Kira there oh 100% literally I'm like get me in a <laughs> yeah. film go that would be my absolute like performing mm. wise but then also on the flip side my life goal is to have choreographed an original show an original musical that makes the West End that is my absolute life goal I'm not expecting that to happen this year I'm expecting that to happen maybe in 20 years time like I've got the time for that that's what's so exciting there's so much time and I think it's easy for people in this right right now to be like oh this is terrible it's just never ending but you think people just have to remember there's so much time on the other side of it yeah where you so use this time to prepare like know what you want know what kind of things you want to achieve so when we can do it the world's your oyster yeah exactly Exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much, Kira. It's been so (laughs) lovely speaking to you. You've been amazing. Thanks. It's been so lovely talking to you as well. (laughs) It was so lovely to speak with Kira and hear about her extraordinary year. If you haven't seen her videos, please go and check them out via her Twitter and Instagram pages. You need to see the kind of passion and storytelling we're talking about here. That's all for this week, but I will be back next week with a brand new episode, so be sure to subscribe and I'll see you then. Thank you.